Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 196. I'm Rando, and this is a special edition podcast because everybody's got stuff to do. Corey and Shara are out doing stuff. Corey's working. Their daughter's birthday was today, I think, and uh, uh, I'm I'm uh, not quite at home, so just tons of stuff going on. So I thought, you know, I'm going to make a podcast just because we've had a lot of questions about, you know, how do I make the podcast? This is more of a technical thing. Uh, you know, what equipment do I use? How do I go about it? Um, you know, it's in my studio. What about my studio? Blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. So I thought, well, since we'll take a break and make a short podcast uh, until everybody gets back, I'll just uh, answer those questions. But you know what? Mother Nature had a different story. So, need to talk about that. Uh, I'm recording this on Saturday, December 11th. It's about uh, 6 o'clock in the evening. And, uh, yeah, quite a busy day, evening, uh, for Stormdar yesterday. We had tons and tons and tons of severe weather. Um, what happened, now we were watching the Storm Prediction Center, and they, they did something that... At first, I was like, okay, we're not going to really get much. But then as each independent outlook came out, uh, it kept mo- they kept moving it around. And it was first going to be mostly in Tennessee, maybe a little bit of southeast Missouri. They'd done a slight risk, and then the next one came out, and they had upped it to an enhanced risk, and they expanded it to the north, uh, up towards St. Louis, and a little bit more in. And there was a, a fine gradient... Um, at the at the at the first outlook, where where Highway 65, Springfield, Branson, Harrison was only in a marginal risk, but you know, with the next outlook, it they moved it west and they moved it north. So now suddenly, uh, Branson and Springfield are in a slight risk, and the enhanced risk kept moving over. And then the next one, it was still the same. We were in the slight risk, but then a moderate risk got popped. So confidence, this just shows a confidence level of the Storm Prediction Center as they get new data and they start honing in on stuff. And then the next progression after looking at the um, day one outlooks, you know, the new outlooks that come out, then you start seeing more specified places like mesoscale discussions, what the Storm Prediction Center is actually thinking about in areas they're saying, yeah, we're going to, we're watching this area, or this is going to probably, you know, warrant a watch. They'll tell a watch probability, issuance probability. It can be anywhere from five to 20 to 40 to 60 to 80 to 95 percent and uh, once you get to 95 percent you know they're going to pop it at some point and this was definitely a a 95 percent thing and then here's the weird thing they popped the watch it was for east of branson east of harrison down in there south central missouri northeast uh, arkansas southeast missouri and just a little bit later they popped a tornado watch for to the west of that. So in, it was in central Missouri, and we were in it. Branson, Springfield was actually in the tornado watch, and it was going down into Harrison. I thought, well, that's weird. So me being the brilliant person that I am, ha, 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 uh, <laughs> I thought I would go peruse the Storm Prediction Center mesomaps. And the mesomaps uh, are basically an in-depth analysis of, 
of the atmosphere. And it's, it, I'm going to put up to date in air quotes, it's not a model projection. It's they send the balloons up and then they have a, then it analyzes the atmosphere and analyzes what's kind of going on at that time. So that's why we can look and see what, how much CAPE, uh, convective available potential energy, there is. It's at the surface. We can go in the slices. It's just a really detailed analysis of the atmosphere at, the, at that time. And that updates like every hour or so. Some things don't update that often. Anyway, that all aside... Uh, I thought, okay, I'm going to go to bulk wind shear. And bulk wind shear is is a composite number of the amount of wind shear in the atmosphere. Now, wind shear can be uh, what they call directional. In other words, uh, winds at the surface could be flowing from south to north, and you go up about three to 5,000 feet, and suddenly they start turning. They're blowing from the southwest to northeast, and you go up to maybe 8,000 feet, and suddenly they're, they're uh, blowing from the west to the east. So anyway, that, it's different directions with height. That's one type of wind shear. We do a weather school on, on that. Um, so you can check that out, stormdarweather.com, and go to uh, Weather School. Somewhere it's in there. Anyway, uh, I digress. But usually you get 35 knots, 40 knots, and you think, mm, okay, that's sufficient wind shear that's going to be able to cause any storms to twist or, you know, helicity, helicity. That's, the, that's you know, like a helix. It's that ability to twist. Uh, you can see that. So first we look at bulk wind shear. I was amazed. I was astounded and rather shocked when I looked at the mesomaps on wind shear because above Branson and towards Joplin, there was a 70 to 75 knot bulk shear. And you went over toward uh, the Miami area, it went to 85 knots. And I have a picture of that somewhere. And my eyes were as big as saucers, and my mouth was on the floor, and I, you know, my chin, and I had to pick myself up and go, oh my gosh, all we need is something to, like a trigger, okay? Because wind shear, you can have wind shear and just be up there and have sunny day and blah, 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 and everything's going, going great. The problem was we had that potent cold front coming in. Temperatures got warm, as they have been in December, which is weird, uh, with moist air, and then you got that powerful swinging cold front coming through. So all we needed was that trigger in the battle of the air masses to just slam into that, create lift, create thunderstorms, uh, explosives sometimes, and all those thunderstorms have to do is just go upward, and they get caught in that wind shear, and bam. There you go. You've got you got twisters going on. So that's why the tornado watch well placed. Um, but going back to the tornado watch, it was in Branson, and then not more than like an hour later. I, I don't know the exact time because I was on an airplane, uh, <laughs> so I couldn't couldn't check anything. But Joplin, it they extended the the the, the tornado watch into far s- southwest Missouri, and I thought, well, that's weird, and that's probably because you know the latest model data was showing. Things are going to get really interesting, and by golly, wow. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, they caught it just in time. That's the uh, they popped that watch, and not more than you know, a couple hours later, we started getting some some stuff. Um, the worst of it, like I said, the, the the moderate risk, the enhanced and moderate risk, did stay to the east of Branson into southeast Missouri, uh, western Tennessee, western Kentucky. Um, you know, Southern Illinois, right in that area. And uh, that is basically uh, where everything just really, really cut loose. And uh, let's see the late now I'm recording this. Night. We're going to find out a lot more. So I'm not going to, you know, spend a lot of time on this because this is going to change by the time you hear this. Uh, they said at least 30 tornadoes reported across six states. There could be now where they're thinking over 100 uh gone uh, i mean it was 30 it was 60 they're talking 70 i mean they're still assessing this thing and kentucky said um that the, the kentucky governor said quote one of the toughest nights in kentucky history so um wow just just stay tuned to that and just think about all the the you know the, man it's just you know places were destroyed and uh, it, it kind of reminded some of the damage i was seeing on the news channels kind of was reminiscent of the the Joplin tornado where, you know, you get a big tornado, it's just going to wipe out, it's just going to wipe things out. And it's, it's, it's nothing that we look at favorably at all. It's just, wow. And so regards go out to all those people. So anyway, but back home, we did get a tornado not too far away from Branson. Um, let me see. I'm going to call up the National Weather Service since it's such a, uh, wait a minute, where's it at? Such a high-tech podcast here. Okay, so uh, the preliminary result. No, this is actual Actual damage uh, survey results is what they call it. Tornado near Branson West uh, on the 10th yesterday. Time was 7.37 p.m. The rating was EF1, so it wasn't a monster, but it did cause some damage. Estimated peak winds of 90 miles an hour. The path was about two-thirds mile, and the width was about 75 yards. Now, this one, uh, no no casualties. You know, they, they got the warnings out. Corey and I both... That was one of these situations. Corey was in a cave, and he was trying to post, and I'm trying to post and trying to get everything out there. But I think we did a decent job in, in letting, letting people know. And it, it's very, very rare that Corey and me both uh, have issues. Usually just one of us does. I mean, he's at Silver Dollar City. They were full. And, of course, you know, the LTE nodes in the towers he had to, and he can't what when he's working he can't post anyway and he's in the cave and they have no cell service so um anyway uh the text on this said a short-lived ef1 tornado brought damage to roofs and siding on about 20 homes 20 homes northwest of branson west in addition to the home damage there were trees and power lines down um uh, yeah, there was there was a lot of a lot of uh, power lines. My mom lost power in Springfield, and I looked at um, the power outage map for city utilities, and there were several places that had power outages, and especially just north of town. She had neighbors to her south that still had power, but I think her house is kind of at the end, you know, of one of the transformers, <laughs> so she lost power. But she's got it back. Most places are back now. I mean the the. Uh, CD, CD utilities out there, they are working to get 
you know everybody back as as much as they can. But uh, we also had lots of com- not complaints, but comments that the wind was up. Well, yeah, you're going to get some kind of this dynamic system where you got these strong clash of the air masses. I mean, just powerful. And then behind the front, you're, the air mass has to reset, and it's all this cold air is just streaming in. And uh, uh, it didn't get to advisory criteria, but, yeah, the winds came up and the temperatures went down. And today, Saturday, it, is, it was nice and cool outside, and that thermal roller coaster is going to continue <laughs> I can't believe, I think this is the second or third time this has happened. Like on the weekend, we'll get temperatures in the 70s, and then we'll have a powerful cold front come through, knock us down to like the 30s or 40s, and then throughout the week, we'll gradually warm back up. That's happened two, at least two times already. Well, guess what? It's going to happen again. It, it, we're down cold. Uh, temperatures, highs, I think I think it got to 50 today, but then tomorrow, Sunday, 57, and then 60s, and back up again. We're just going to sail. Um, what's going to happen this week, uh, this this week, well, next week, it's Saturday. We usually record this on Sunday. Um, so the first part of the week is going to be that warm-up, but then the latter half of the week is going to be interesting because we've got a really weak system coming through. It's a cold front, but it's a weak front. It's not near what (laughs) went through last night. And it's going to bring some showers Wednesday night into Thursday and knock temps down just a little bit. But... That is that's going to move on, and then another wave of energy from the southwest is going to going to cause. It looks like a boundary that's going to lift back up, and that's going to cause us to have on and off showers again, with Thursday night, Friday into Saturday. Now, um, I wrote on my outline here is the GFS is cute, and I'll tell you why I wrote that. Um, we're getting way next Saturday and Sunday next week is way far. That's eight, nine days, 10 days out. So we look at that and we smile and we say, Oh, aren't you cute? Uh, but, (laughs) but the GFS is wanting to bring some snow and ice into the area. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, don't hang your hat on that right now because I checked the Canadian and the Canadian tends to favor snow and the Canadian has us completely dry. So, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put any, any, any uh, money into the snow bucket that things will happen. I mean, now if we get close to next Wednesday, yeah, if we're three or four days out. Okay, we'll start talking about it. But no. Anyway, that's the the big story that we had. Okay, so now what I wanted to do was the original meaning of. Uh, purpose of this podcast is to answer some questions about how this thing's how, how does this thing work uh just so you know we're not going to have a weather school or weather word of the week or anything like that this week uh, we'll get all that back going when the gang gets back next sunday so let me see here uh some questions uh well i'm, I'm just going to go down the list and just tell you what i what i use um i Everybody should know by now, I'm a professional musician. I have been in all my life. Uh, I play piano. I play a little bit of bass. I play percussion, uh, not drums. I can't get all four limbs working at the same time. So I, I'll just use my arms and play you know, conga and bongos and stuff like that. Cymbals, crash cymbals. But anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I have uh, a podcast table. I had it especially designed. I had uh, something in my head. 
uh, how I wanted it. Uh, so I got I, I got me some desk mic stands. I've got some Sennheiser 835S microphones. Uh, some of them are 835Cs without the switch. The S me is a switch. On I love Sennheiser. I mean, I'm open to anything. Sure is really good. I'm not promoting anything. Uh, th- this is just an information podcast of what I'm using here. So um, got a uh, four headphones, got some Sennheiser headphones uh, to go over your head and a four channel splitter, which I desperately need to replace because it's so old and so archaic now that that when we talk too loud, uh, when we hear ourselves, it, it starts grumbling and it, it's that splitter. So I need another one. I need to get an eight channel. I have the capability of doing up to eight on the podcast because um, I've got an M audio uh, it's called an M8 rack mount audio interface. It's usually for, um, you know, rack mount for live performances and stuff for I- instruments, singers, uh, usually instruments, instrumentation, guitars and stuff. You can plug in there and do that. But it has USB out and it goes into my MacBook Pro and what I use. Uh, okay, I don't do a podcast like normal podcast people do. A lot of a lot of podcasters have a mixer. It can be 8-channel, 16-channel, 32, whatever, just a mixer board, and everything goes into that, and they can have the little fader knobs, and they can fade everybody in and out, and it goes out into a two-track. And it, what I mean by two-track is like a final product, uh, like like a CD. You get a song on your CD player or your, 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 your phone or where when you hear a song, that's a two-track. And that we say two-track because it's a right channel and a left channel. And that's how you can, you know, if you're wearing headphones or in-ears or buds or whatever, and you can get this right-left thing going on. It's a stereo uh, for you non-musical people. Stereo means right and left channel. So uh, mono would be a one one straight down the middle, no right or left, but uh, I do that. Anyway, what I do, I have Logic Pro, and I like to take everything and control all portions of the podcast. I mean, I've got uh, the disclaimer, which you normally hear. You didn't hear it today because it's it's a special podcast. That's where I say, uh, you know, we here at Stormdark Weather. Uh, I don't even know what I say because I don't listen to. It. <laughs> anyway, it's the very first thing you hear. Then it goes into the main theme that's on a separate track, and then the intro bed that we hear, and then it fades out. That's on a third track, and then you get all the vocals are on different tracks. And I I do that because I can have complete control over all the sound. So with Corey and Shara and, and myself, uh, you can do this on a normal mixer uh, before you go to the final two track, but we, we pre-record, we don't do it live. We pre-record into Logic and then I can go back and edit. You know, if we need to stop the podcast, I can, I can do that and kind of, you know, do the magic of, of audio editing, kind of slide it together. You would never know we stopped because <laughs> it's so slick. Um, Thank you, thank you, thank you. But, you know, Corey has an EQ. Shara has a certain EQ. I have an EQ. Uh, so we don't sound like we're on a telephone. So anyway, that's uh, so that's what I do. And then, of course, the the, the, the weather school is on a separate track. And the, the iPad drops. We'll get to the drops in a minute. That's on a separate track. And, uh, yeah, and so I just kind of piece it all together. It's kind of like a kind of like a piece of 
artwork, you know, like like Bob Ross painting and stuff. You just kind of put it all together. So anyway, that's that's what I do mainly. Um, let's let's get to the to, okay. What I mean by drop that's a that's a podcast term, uh, musicians. Uh, so sometimes you'll hear me slide a drop in here, like Corey will say something profound, and I'll go ooh or. Or the applause, Cheryl will give the weather word of the week, and then she will get applause for that. And and all the theme songs, you'll hear the theme, the Stormdar Weather School theme. Uh, everything you hear, all the music on this podcast, I did. I, I created it, and uh, of course, it's all you know copyrighted and everything, but, but it's all original. And uh, my friend Kenya Will Height who's a singer, dancer. She's retired now, but uh, she's off to better things at this at this juncture. But she was kind enough to sing the Stormdar Weather School jingle for me. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Stormdar Weather School. And uh, anything else I did, Shara's uh, fun facts, all these all these drops I did. Uh, that way I don't have to pay anybody. It's all mine, and I get to be creative. And on the, now what Corey does, Corey's more video. Uh, he's training me how to do stuff, but Corey's the video guy. And if you can look in our bio on stormdryweather.com, you know, about, about us or something, and you'll see he's done television, he's done shows in Branson, he does video, he's, you know, all TriCaster, he does all sorts of cool stuff. So, but you can't really see it on a podcast. I mean, if we did a, a video podcast, we could, you would probably see that. And I'm hoping we might be able to do that for our 200th episode. This is 196. So, uh, we are, I want to do something big for that 200th episode. Uh, anyway, so let's talk about the, uh, outline a bit. Okay. I break down the outline into different topics and what I call the a block, which is before the weather school, the weather school's in the middle ish, kind of depends on if we get chatty on the, the second half or the first half. But but uh, that the A block, it's usually the big story, what's going on. And then we have the segments that are seasonal. Uh, we have the bird watching segment, uh, the pollen segment, the... Uh, let's see the, the tropics, you know, anything we're out of the tropics now. So we retire that till next year, but then we get the bird watching coming in. And when the pollen kicks up, we talk about that and there's jingles for that too. And the weather school, uh, I just had this, this thing. I just want to do these brief little weather schools they are actually quite fun. And I need to, I've got ideas to do more. And if you have any ideas for me to do a weather school, they're about five Five to eight minutes. I think the longest one's about eight and a half minutes. But no, I just want them to brief, just brief little weather schools that tell something cool about the weather. And so far, we have about 39 of different weather schools. And you can access them uh, on our site, stormdrawweather.com. We're on SoundCloud. That's where everything is based. Uh, we're, you, can, you can go to soundcloud.com and then search Stormdrawweather Weather and see all of our our podcasts, and that's where the podcasts live. The the weather schools live on our actual website, stormdareweather.com. Uh, and then going on, we have the the break, which is the the weather school, which I drop into the podcast. That's that's another track, and that's when we take a break because sometimes we we just have stuff we got to do, and then we talk about the the next segment, uh, which is the B block. And it opens with in other news. And usually Corey's got just some cool stuff on there, stuff I didn't even know about. Um, it's, it's usually weather related, um, but 
It doesn't have to be here. I mean, we are, we have our buddy Stuart Langer and and lives in North Pole, Alaska. He sends us these fun little facts about Alaska. Uh, we like to share. You know, sometimes there's like a tsunami, or sometimes there's unusual flooding or something in Madagascar. You know, just whatever. It's just something kind of in other newsy. And then we get to share us fun facts, and that's kind of our little. Uh, relief. Uh, they're not always about weather, but they don't have to be. They're just fun little facts she she drags up. I hope she never runs out. <laughs> and uh, finally, we close the last segment with the weather word of the week. Those are so fun for me. I like doing the weather word of the week. I get to research and I get to find the hardest, most strangest words uh, I've ever heard before in weather um i can't tell you my the strangest one oh seish i think is one of them s-e-i-c-h or something um our meteorologist friend mike griffin told us that it has something to do with waves on coming uh, has to do with waves wave height or something coming onto shore i don't know you you might want to look at that but um every weather word of the week i have logged from the first time we've done it. And I think we started doing Weather Words of the Week and went on episode 11. And I think, I have to go back and look, but this is, <laughs> and we're not going to have one today, but this is episode 196. So you can tell we've got some Weather Words of the Week on there. And none of them have been duplicated. None of them have been duplicated yet. So we'll see how long that goes. I think I can find Weather Words of the Week forever. Um, uh, the, another question we have is, is like, you know, Corey, uh, Corey and me, but I, I had this thing in my head a few years ago. It's like, you know, this, I just want to do a podcast. I think it would be fun and it just something to do. And it, it was kind of, you know, getting used to it at first, but Corey and me were the only ones who did it and we were great. Uh, at the time and then it, we got more relaxed and more relaxed and then it's like the, the podcast kind of fell into where it is today you know I went all these I had a special guest segment and I got I got to promote this to uh, we went out uh, on the road after the Joplin well it's quite a while after the Joplin tornado like a year or two and uh, interviewed people we went to Joplin to interview Gary Bandy and we made a, a podcast about that. It's called remembering Joplin. I can't remember the actual number of the podcast, but it's a series of four. Uh, we did phone, phone interviews, the Hughes brothers, my employer, they went down and helped afterwards. There's a, one of the four in the series. Uh, that's a fascinating one. Um, so yeah, you, you, you can go here. That's a special guest segment. And if we have a special guest, we, we have a special guest drop, of course, on that. Shara became the third co-host. She was, she was a guest for a while. And then it's like, you know, you're on here a lot and you're with Corey. So why not? We just kind of in, in, integrated. She moved up. We moved her up to, to co-host, I think sometime in 2019. You know, then COVID hit, and then uh, we didn't. Everybody, we kept the podcast going, but we kind of stayed in our thing. We did remote podcasts, and then now we're back, back doing it again. So, uh, if you have any questions I didn't get, you know, to or whatever, just just let me know. But I, I think that's basically what I do. I mean, that's how I put this all together. It's fun. The outline is fun. It takes about 30, 40 minutes. To, to do it. I absolutely love it. And I love doing all this for you. And I know Sharon and Corey and, and I have a blast uh, doing it. So I hope it keeps going. I mean, the weather is never going to get boring. 
it's always going to be there. Uh, well, that's that's pretty much it. I think I've rambled enough. I hope hope my recording is still going. Let me see. Yeah. Um. So to wrap everything up, this is you know short podcast, but uh, we're going to do that thermal roller coaster. And again, I don't see any snow. I mean, there has been snow talked about around Christmas. The latest. I'm looking at doesn't say that we could, you know, all, all the, the, uh, climate models, they're the ones that we look at for, for climate, uh, temperature, like the six to 14 day thermal outlook, or, you know, the, the precipitation outlook, you'll see those graphics every now and then, uh, so temperatures way above normal average for that time period and precipitation, uh, is going to bump up next week with that you know uh, like we talked about it's just that little front boundary some energy coming in it could be showery nothing big just on and off so get your umbrella handy uh on wednesday if you can find it and if it's not blown away from from yesterday okay i've rambled enough so i'm going to read the outro and we'll just wrap this thing up so be sure to look for us on facebook at storm door weather like and comment no, like and follow our page. I can't even read my own writing. Like and follow our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website with all that cool stuff at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this little podcast. So join us next week when the gang is back for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. <laughs>